0: Welcome on into the two three podcast. I'm Cam. That's Zach. Big win, episode four coming at you.
1: Cam, can you spell it out for me? D U B. That spells dubs, baby. That's a big dub. That's right. We start the season right at one and zero after we beat Lafayette. How are we feeling, Cam?
0: I think that we're feeling pretty good. There's a lot of positives to take away from this game. Um, You know, first game of the year, get get rid of that like little rust, get rid of those uh, jitters. I think overall, though, Zach, uh, one big thing that I want to point out: how great is it to have the dome back with fans? Oh my gosh. It was amazing to hear it, hear the crowd, hear the cheers, hear the energy. You just don't get that when you're trying to pump in artificial crowd noise into a basketball game. It just doesn't work like that. So it was cool to see all the fans back.
1: Yeah. They had a pretty good showing. I can't remember the number. Did they say 19,000? Does that sound right?
0: That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right for, listen, for, listen, listen. So many arenas would kill for that number of fans, and for us, that was like light work. That's like yeah, nothing.
1: Nothing, yeah. That's like a bad day. It's <laughs> a bad day. That's a <laughs> terrible day.
0: So Zach, nineteen thousand nine hundred and twenty-nine fans got to see the first dub of the year. What were your immediate sort of takeaways after after the game?
1: It felt great to get that dub. Always want to start the season one and O baby in. We got to keep that train moving. But it was awesome to see all five stars in double figures. You don't always see that. And when you do, you know it was a good game.
0: I didn't really think that we had all five starters in uh, double figures, but you're right. I mean, Jesse kind of rounded it out with 11 points, and we'll get to him in just a little bit. But Cole had 14. The Beheim brothers had 18. uh, JG3 with 20. He He was a big player, Zach. Like... From early on, you kind of were like, all right, JG3, he's looking pretty good.
1: Glenn Falls, JG3 is back. I have to say it. He's back.
0: That's that's a bit, Zach, that's big. That's big. You're claiming it? He's back?
1: I think he's back, and he's here to stay. I know it's just game one, but his confidence is off the scale. His swagger is here, and he made it known. I think JG3 is back.
0: Yeah, he uh, was definitely our player of the game for sure. 20 points, seven assists, four rebounds. I think for me, the biggest stat, though, that stands out, because how many times, Zach, have we sat here and thought to ourselves, listen, he's not taking good threes. He doesn't look confident when he shoots the ball. That absolutely wasn't the case in this game. He had, he went five for five uh, from beyond insane. the arc. That's huge. That's, that's huge for our team to see. Like, Zach, how long has it been since we have seen quality game from JG3. It's
1: it's been a minute obviously he's had some good games but just the confidence in shooting 100% from the three point line like that's not an easy task and it 5 for 5 he didn't just have one shot or two shots five shots he took and five shots went in.
0: Like that's incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, and to be able to kind of have that um sort of like We always talk about how Buddy is, you know, sort of like the sharpshooter of the team. He's the one who can make the threes, and he absolutely is. You know, he's going to be the shooter on the team for sure. But what happens when Buddy has a bad day? Well, you got JG3, you got Cole. Zach, I would even like throw in there after this game and after like the preseason games that we've seen. I think that you could technically consider Jimmy as possibly like a little bit of a sharpshooter too. He went two for three from the three. I thought that he looked really strong coming into this game. And like from the beginning, he looked like he had something to prove like immediately.
1: He really did. He's got that chip on his shoulder. It's been over 600 days since he played in a competitive game. So oh he crap. was eager to play. He said that in his, in his in his presser. He was so happy to play again. And just playing in front of the Qs, fans and playing under his dad, there's like this pressure he has. So he's definitely playing with a chip on his shoulder.
0: Yeah. We don't really like to talk about it here too much. You know, the whole, like uh, the, the whole Bayheim family, you know, everybody always talks about that, but I think coming into the season, you know, maybe Jimmy was kind of coming in here. He's here, you know, he's heard all about how this is, you know, buddy's team and how him and his dad have a great connection. Jimmy's kind of coming in as, like, not really the oddball out, but he's coming in and, like, he's starting a a brand new experience with this new team. And I think that for him, like, I imagine, Zach, that it's got to, like, be an incredible boost to his confidence to get 18 points in the first game and look as strong as he has in the preseason.
1: Yeah, it's honestly got to be a, a dream come true for him and his whole family to come out guns blazing, looking that good. And... Not to mention, I know we said he had a great game, but his start, like, his head came out the first eight points, I think, for the team. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like, literally, he looked like he had something to prove. It was, he looked like he had, like, a fire in his eyes, and it kind of, like, came, you know, he... He didn't really die down after that because he was still really, really hot from like the field. He was 8 for 9. So it's not like he was bad. He just stopped taking shots because the rest of the team started taking shots. We had Cole had 14 attempts. Buddy had 14 attempts from the field. Um, uh, Joe had 9 attempts from the field. So it's like they were dishing the ball around a little bit. And um, yeah, it was it was insane to see that. And to see all that ball movement and everything was, was really... It was refreshing, to be honest. It was so refreshing, Zach.
1: Yeah, that great ball movement led to twenty six assists, which is a number that you can't just look past. That is insane.
0: And with that said, I want to kind of introduce something new to the fans, new to the podcast. I'm going to come up with something uh, called Cam's Stat of the Episode, where I'll I'll give you I'll give you a stat that really jumps out to me, and this is the one. 26 assists sack is the most since December 19th of 2016 against East Eastern Michigan when we had 34. Like, how long have we missed having assists on this team? It's huge, and like to be able to distribute the ball in a way that we haven't seen in like five years is is huge.
1: It's so huge, and what I love too is it's consistent obviously their first game, but our two exhibition games, we were also getting great assists. So I think it's clear that this team knows they're looking for each other. They know how to find each other and they're looking to pass, which is so, so beautiful. Honestly, assists, other than points, obviously assists is like my favorite stat.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cause it, 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 tells you how well the the team can distribute the ball to each other and so that that kind of leads me to uh, another like beautiful thing about this 26 assists. it came from 10 different players it came from not just like one person kind of hogging up all the assists but uh, jg3 led the way with seven Buddy had five, um, Samir had four, and then a whole bunch of players after that had, you know, one assist, two assists, three assists. It just shows that the team is actually like looking for each other instead of being, you know, kind of selfish dribbling up the ball and then just kind of taking a shot, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, It's just really, really refreshing to be able to see that. And I think it's it's I think the assist total is for this game is probably more important than the the points scored because if we can get that ball of movement going early on, that's a very, very promising sign. Buddy, obviously putting in the minutes, 35 minutes for the game, 18 points, five assists, four rebounds. What did you see from his performance, Zach?
1: Buddy got anything he wanted. He was shooting well. And what I really loved is when he put the ball on the ground and took it to the rim, he had some really, really great takes to the hoop. And I know he's been working on it, and it's it showed last night. Do you think
0: that that's sort of like an element of his game that has been missing a little bit, that he's had that confidence to kind of drive in and just create opportunities that are inside of the arc and not just outside the arc?
1: Definitely. I mean, I know I remember freshman year, he didn't really do it much. And then last year, he worked on it and got pretty good at it. And now over the summer, he worked on it again, and now he's even better. So... He's definitely not just a shooter. He can take the ball on the, off the bounce. And I just love to see both aspects of his game and it's it, both elements are super cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he definitely has the whole like leadership mentality of this is his team. This is his team. He'll put them on his back. 35 minutes is nothing for him. He kind of reminds me Zach of uh, of Tyus when Tyus started to do his little takeovers. Um when he put in like 35 minutes, 37 minutes, 40 minutes. He played the entire game. Um, I feel like we could potentially see something like that out of Buddy. I really hope it doesn't come to that because I want him to be able to take his rest so he can kind of, you know, have success down the road. But I could see a Buddy takeover over coming on in the near future. Can't
1: you? Buddy buckets, baby. Yeah, I can see it. I can definitely see it. One thing just on minutes I want to touch on is you mentioned Buddy had 35 But Joe, obviously, team leading in points, only 25 minutes and super efficient in that 25 minutes.
0: Yeah, he was super efficient. And I think that it's sort of a testament to the confidence that we had said because he was taking really, really smart shots. There wasn't a shot that I saw from uh, Joe where I was kind of questioning why he was taking it. They were all really intelligent. And I think that that's sort of the... The, the missing piece to what has been uh, JG3 over the past two years. So many times I have just scratched my head thinking like, what are you doing, dude? Like you you are a great shooter, I get that, but you can't be taking those shots. And I think that he's hopefully turned a corner where he's actually taking intelligent shots. And I think that um, if he can kind of work on the whole like, uh, confidence thing with kind of turning his back and he's able to kind of take on defenders. I think that he'll be really, really dangerous in the ACC. Did you see that this game, like where he was kind of a little bit unconfident where he's turning his back a little bit?
1: Not as much. I mean, he does do that. There was his one turnover where they did the, the, the full court press, like the one three, three or whatever it is, or the one right. three one or, or what whatever the formation is where they did the press and he, did turn it over on that, which you just don't have to see. Like they just, I don't know your point guard needs to be more confident with the ball. And while his ball handling skills are pretty good. i am definitely more confident with like Samir's ball handling and the way yeah. he, he brings the ball up the court.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Samir had a, he had an okay game. It was, uh, you know, in 18 minutes of play, no points. He had four assists though. And three rebounds. Um, it looked like he he couldn't buy a bucket. Like he was he 0 for not. 5. And there were so many drives where like, I don't know if there was a lid on the rim or whatever, but it was aggravating to see that. And I can't imagine how he felt. Just like he couldn't buy a bucket at all.
1: He really couldn't. It. And it's tough to see, but Jim mentioned this in this pressure that he's going to have chances to drive. And obviously he did last night and he did in our exhibition games. But because of the the shooting presence we have around the arc, guys are guys are not going to come and help. So he's going to be able to get by guys and take it to the rim. So as soon as he gets those finishes down, I think he's going to be pretty lethal.
0: There were several moments too where he had a clear lane because he created that clear lane and he had intelligent uh, drives. I feel like he's one of the players for this game. You know, you look at like his numbers and you think to yourself, oh, he had a terrible game. But I really don't think that he did. I thought he had a pretty good game because... Um, you know, he was taking smart drives. He was he just couldn't get the ball to fall. That's all it was. And that's gonna come with time. Um, one more person, Zach, that we needed to talk about on the positive side of things. Cole Swider, the only player in the game with a double-double, 14 points, 12 rebounds. He was huge for Qs at times.
1: Yeah, he comes in a little quiet. Obviously, double double is not a quiet test a quiet statement but he definitely sh- struggled in the first half pretty quiet I can't remember what he ended with but it was very it was under five points for sure and the fact that he was he stuck with it and kept grinding when his shooting was at the best he ended up being two for seven from three I believe two for seven yeah two for two for seven from three he grinded it out and he was still able to put together a double double so he answered the question What happens when Cole can't make it? Well, he takes you to the rim, he gets his rebound, and he gets a double double, which is a huge testament to the kind of guy he is. And snipers can only miss so many times. So
0: that is true. That is true. Cole had nine defensive rebounds, he out rebounded um, Lafayette because Lafayette had only eight offensive rebounds. Cole had nine defensive rebounds, so he basically out rebounded them on that side of the court. And I think that's huge because, you know, you've got a guy who has the size of that. He could potentially be like a Syracuse center because we've used people that size before. But he's also a shooter and he also is physical enough that he can get you the, the buckets, you know, inside the lane. He can drive in. He can dunk, He can do everything. I feel like he kind of going down the line is going to be the big X factor to a successful game against these like really aggressive opponents that we talk about, Zach, like with with Florida State, with Virginia Tech, with Duke and with North Carolina.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's I think he is that X factor for our team just because of what he can bring. And we definitely need him. Like Obviously, we need everyone on the team. But if he's not playing the way he's he's played last night and he'll continue to play. I think we'll be in trouble.
0: Benny Williams. First game. First regular season game of his young Syracuse career. Uh, what did you see from him? He is a very electric player, Zach.
1: He definitely is. And he, he found himself in, in the highlight reel with a monster block.
0: <laughs> it was beautiful.
1: Beautiful. His, rea- his reaction was so casual though. He's like, bro, what were you <laughs> thinking? <And> he's like, <laughs> Dude, this is easy work. I'll, it was beautiful to see. It was he, so beautiful. He ate that up like it was breakfast. It was like he, he he blocked it and he just looked at the guy and he just started laughing. It was, he was beautiful. He was, he was really like, come on, man. Like, don't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he ended it with uh, six points, three rebounds, one assist. I thought, you know, in 21 minutes of gameplay, listen, he's young. He had... I think he might have had some nerves um, coming into the game. I don't know who wouldn't, but uh, he only took five shots. You know, he, he didn't have a bad game. He definitely didn't have a bad game, Zach.
1: Definitely not. I mean, it's it's hard to compare him because he doesn't have 20 points, doesn't have 18, but because everyone else played so well. But stand alone, Benny had a great debut game as a freshman.
0: I want to look to what I think some people are considering to be maybe the... I guess the the bad side of the game, and that is Jesse and Frank. They were not bad per se, but still growing into their own. Obviously, we said that Jesse had 11 points on the game. But for me, two rebounds with four personal fouls is just not going to cut it. And then for Frank, 17 minutes of play, he had, he had four rebounds, five points, but... I don't know. I just I expect a little bit more out of these two guys when it comes to rebounding and when it comes to just being. I don't know. Just I, I thought that they were going to be coming out firing a little bit more than they actually were.
1: Yeah, we could get away with it in these early games against easier opponents. But when it comes down the stretch against ACC teams and even very soon in a couple of weeks here when we go to battle for Alliance, we're going to need more of a presence. I think that's the thing we're missing from the game is I didn't feel like a true presence from these guys. And it, it just, because they're so interchangeable, Jesse and Frank, it's like neither of them is really like proving themselves 100%. So there's kind of like interchangeable. I think they will share the, the five position, but I just think baseline we're missing that true presence that we need from them.
0: Do you think that it could have been one of the things where they just didn't have enough time to get going? Or do you think they were just kind of cold coming out of the gate?
1: I mean this is the first time they've ever been in this role where they're getting minutes. Jesse had some minutes last year. Frank did not. So he's this is the first time he's like seriously playing. Right. This is the first time Jesse's been in a starting role. So he's they're still getting used to it. They're still learning and obviously it's a lot to learn. So you got to give them the benefit of the doubt there and hopefully they'll get there. So
0: can you at least see maybe like the potential that one of them is going to come out as like the the top and like who do you who do you think that that could potentially be?
1: I mean, it seems like Jesse has the edge. He's getting the start now. His stat line is a bit more impressive. And there were times when Jesse was looking really good out there. It, it It's such a toss-up because it really does feel like they're interchangeable in a way. Like Jesse and Frank, Frank and Jesse. Right. It, it, they really feel like like we write it in our notes like it's Jesse and Frank. It's not Jesse, then Frank. It's just yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're very interchangeable and like, it's kind of cool they share position, but it's just because none of them has like really earned it or be like, yo, this is my spot.
0: You look at their shot selection though. I mean, four for four and and two for three combined, they were, you know, six for seven. It was smart shot selection at least.
1: Yeah. I mean, you like that. I mean, obviously a lot of those are dunks off of great feeds from, from other guys on the team, but nonetheless, that is, you know, good efficiency. So we, we like that.
0: If we want to talk about not exactly smart shot selection, uh, jean Bull Jacques is not necessarily going to be in the three-point contest anytime soon. It looked like kind of a three that I would take, Zach, if I say, hey, man, I'm feeling it, dish it out to me. You know very well what I'm talking about because Cam either shoots the ball and it, like, swishes in or it's about a mile off course. There's really no
1: in-between, to be honest. Honestly, that was like not to not to rag on John Bull too much, but him taking that three ball was one of the best moments because it was just like, wait, what is going on? It was just like like the world stopped was like to watch John Bull take this three. We're like, what is happening right now? And as most of it's just not a great shot. I did love to see it. I can't lie.
0: It was it was it was pretty good. He had four rebounds in the game, two points. He did not get that three pointer. He was oh from one from the three point arc, and I think that the best moment of that three point, of that three point attempt was they they showed they showed Jim right after that, and he looks at him. And he's like, "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, Jim said in his press. He's like, "I don't know why I took that. He doesn't take him in practice. That's not a shot." He was just like, I have no idea why he took that. I'm not mad
0: that he took it, though. I'm happy that he took it. I mean, he he was feeling himself. I mean, he you could have landed a plane with the amount of space that was between him and the nearest defender. So, like, I don't blame him for taking it, but I think come down the line... uh you're definitely not going to be taking those shots against like per se Duke or North Carolina or something like that. I'm glad he got it out of his system though against Lafayette. That's all I'll say.
1: Yeah, I mean, given the game situation, you know, you don't love to see it, but it was ha- it was fun, it's cool, and we'll take it for now. So, Before recording, I watched the highlights one last time just to get a refresh of everything. In the moment that brought a huge smile on my face, was when Patty Casey ended the game, it stroked down that three ball. Man, was that beautiful.
0: Listen, Patty Casey is the heart and soul of this basketball team. There are a few players that gets the bench riled up like Patty Casey hitting a three. Usually when the walk-ons come in, the bench is always cheering for them to take a three or drive to the lane or get a dunk or whatever. And then they'll go absolutely crazy. But it seemed like the entire carrier dome went nuts when Patty Casey splashed his three. And I got to say, Zach, he seems like a good dude. It's a very nice story. And I'm really glad that he is like, he's coming into his own on this team.
1: Just the confidence he had when he went up, to take that shot. Just everything about it. Was so beautiful. I mean, like it's such a hard position to be in. You're on the bench the entire game. Obviously, the game's a blowout, so like, you can kind of feel loose. It's not like you know you're in there to win it. But to to splash it like he did was this incredible, and it
0: was a clean splash too. There was no doubt about it, baby. Two minutes of action, three points, one assist. That's called efficiency, right there, Zach. That
1: is. That's efficiency efficiency to the max baby
0: it really is so really really glad that he uh got his opportunity and he's just a, it's it's a really really cool story again if you haven't read up on it please uh check out some of the articles that have been written about him and his path from from scranton he comes from a d2 school and he's got like his own little fan base sack on twitter it's it's pretty neat to see It sure
1: is. This isn't the first time you're going to hear Patty's name, and it won't be the last. We love him here, and so does everyone else. We love
0: Patty Casey on the two-three podcasts. Yes, sir. I want to. I want to touch up on the rest of the ACC. There were a ton of losses during the night, and I think the biggest one that I mean, the one that stood out to to me immediately. Navy beating number 25 Virginia 66 to 58. Zach, you hate to see it, but you also kind of love to see it.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Obviously, they're in the ACC, you want to see them lose, but also we like to have some credit in the ACC that our teams are good, <laughs> so you don't like to see uh Virginia lose their first game of the season. So
0: Miami, Ohio beating Georgia Tech 72 to 69, and the Citadel. Coming away with a 15 point win against Pitt, 78 to 63. Going Ouch. forward in the ACC, it, you know, these games, the, these first couple of games, I feel like they're so telling about a team so early on because how many times have we heard that, you know, uh, X and X team beat like, you know, number 10 so and so? Um, and it's, a, it's a big shock to everybody, but then, like, you know, a couple weeks later, that team that beat a top 10 opponent in the first week of play ends up being in the top 25. So, I think for all three of these teams, for Virginia, for Georgia Tech, for Pitt, um, it could be telling early on, Zach, that maybe we're going to be some he's seeing a little bit of something different from uh, from Virginia kind of falling down in the rankings. I I kind of hope so because there have been so many times that Virginia has like really gotten the best of us. But um, it could be could be telling early on.
1: And we got to give a shout out to our women's team who beat Monmouth 87 to 46. That's a
0: that's a that's a that's a routing. That's a that's a big game. And, you know, the women's program, we haven't really talked about it, but um, they have been you know, there've been questions in the program and there's been a lot of reshuffling and to be able to see that they are getting a huge win that early on, that's gotta be a huge confidence booster for them, Zach.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's like you said, they've gone through complete overhaul on the team, totally new team. Like I think they're two returning players. One of them starts and to have a blow out, win like that. Obviously, they're supposed to win this game, but that's a huge margin to win your first game by, regardless of who you play.
0: And I like that they kind of distributed the scoring a little bit. I'm looking at the box score right now. Leading scorer had had 15, and then 12, and then 11. And then, like, after that, you've got a whole bunch of players that got on the board. And, you know, against a team like Monmouth, obviously, the subs are going to be coming in pretty early on, but it's cool to see that they're kind of uh, doing the best with what they have. And, I mean, you know, they... Again, they shuffled everything around. They only have one uh, return player that's starting right now. I mean, it's it's been a huge shuffling for this women's team, and I'm really glad that they're getting uh, a lot of success.
1: If you're a true Q's fan, you got to cheer for the women's team as well. So looking ahead, next game
0: on the men's side of things, Sunday against Drexel at the Dome at 5 o'clock. On ESPN2, Drexel coming into the game 1-0. and They got a win uh, on Tuesday against Newman, which is a D3 school. 103-74, to a pretty big victory for them. Again, it was a D3 school, but still. They have a game against fairly Dickinson on Friday, and then they've got a game against Cuse on Sunday. And I was looking at that, and I was like, that's a really quick turnaround, Zach. I kind of
1: feel bad for him. I don't. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Name um, the game, baby.
0: No, the, the Drexel Dragons, looking forward to seeing them and looking forward to seeing what we can do to kind of keep the, the ball rolling a little bit. Who would you say, Zach, may potentially have
1: the the next big game? That's a good question. I'm thinking, I think, obviously Cole had a great first game, but I think he's due for potentially being a leading scorer this, wow. this next game.
0: Really? All right. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Do you think For that sure. he could potentially be leading in more than one stat category?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, double-double first game. Why not get a double-double second game? You know, why not?
0: I like it. I like the thought. I like the thinking behind it. I think I could potentially see, uh, you know what I could see is is Jimmy. He really looked like he had something to prove, Zach. And I think that he could potentially come out guns a blazing again, and uh, put on a show for the for the Q's faithful again.
1: I agree. I think uh, we got we had a lot of good things from the first game. Let's keep this train moving and build upon it, and go get that next dub. Hopefully,
0: it is next dub when we hear from you next. I'm Cam. That's Zach. Thank you for listening to the two, three podcast. Make sure you go follow our Twitter and Instagram at the two, three podcast. We put out a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool hype videos, and we want people to see them. So anyways, that's going to do it. I'm Cam. That's Zach. We'll see you later.
1: Let's go use.